0: Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of The Business of Cannabis. This is BFC Live for Monday, June 15th, 2020. Black Lives Matter. If you don't yet understand this, please read the New York Times breakdown of what happened to Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta on Friday. And if you live in Canada, do not be complacent about violent policing. Look no further than Chief Alan Adam this week. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of The Business of Cannabis since 2017 through our social, web, video, and podcast channels, as well as real world and virtual events. We've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. We encourage you to explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. As a reminder, all BFC Live episodes are available via podcast wherever you get your podcast. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. It helps do what we do. In a few moments, we will have our second Ask the Experts segment uh, for every Monday from our friends at Can Delta. This week, there is a question about packaging and labeling for Max Kirsch, answered by Vanessa Barros uh, of Can Delta. But first, tomorrow on Tuesday, we'll be joined by the editor of Hemp Industry Daily on BFC Live, and we'll also have our weekly update from our friends at Cannabis Benchmarks. On Wednesday this week, Liz Stahura, who is the co-founder and president of BDSA, will be joining us as part of our ongoing partnership with BDSA. On Thursday, we will obviously have our job of the week, but we will also be joined on BFC Live by Allison McMahon of Cannabis at Work. Friday, we'll do a cannabis insurance deep dive with Merck Guler of PRL. Also on Friday, we have a lunch and learn with Neil Morota, the president and CEO of Indiva. Think Bang Chocolates, Juana Gummies, All Things Cannabis 2.0, and their Q1 financials this week, or released last week. So please join us. You can go to our events page on businessofcannabis.ca and sign up for that. As well, one week from today on June 22nd, we will have our next Cannabis Forward Networking Education event. This will be put on by our friends in Alberta and presented by our friends at Robic. It's going to be talking about supply chain, productivity, and revenue. Please sign up for that event because we will have at least an hour of one-on-one networking following the program all online. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our website, businessofcannabis.ca. Thank you to our partners, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, and BDSA for their ongoing support of the work of Business of Cannabis. And on Friday last, we announced we have a new partner, Alcit. They are a managed services IT company as well. They are going to be our protected by partner. Uh, that is Alcit. You can find them online and find them on businessofcannabis.ca. Last week they posted a great piece on Business of Cannabis about fishing. Now here is our Ask the Experts segment with Vanessa Barros of Can Delta. Enjoy. Vanessa, thanks for being here. This is our second Ask the Experts with Can Delta, our official regulatory advisory partner of Business of Cannabis. Thank you for making time.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am excited because this is a question this week that uh, if many people are not asking themselves, they're not paying attention. Um, but also, I think people are looking for an expert, you, to provide some guidance of, of just some clarity of what we're looking at. So may I go ahead and read it? Sure can. So the question comes in um, from Max Kirsch. Do you expect that packaging regulations are gonna be changing in the near future? And if so, do you think that they're gonna become a little more strict or a little more flexible? Um, my next question would be how are companies that currently operate within the legal industry uh, differentiating their products from others while operating within the strict red tape uh, surrounding you know, advertising, marketing, and all that? Uh, that's all my questions for today. and. Yeah, looking forward to your answers.
1: That's it's a tough question, and it's a question that's come up pretty frequently with a lot of our cl- uh, clientele or license holders who come to us for packaging and labeling review. I, I feel their frustration, I really do. Uh, now, Health Canada is going to be reviewing the cannabis regulations this October, as Sherry mentioned on the last podcast. And we are hoping that packaging and labeling, as well as promotion as a whole, um, will be on the docket for them to review. Uh, and, and we're expecting these strict guidelines to eventually relax in. Now, will it happen, you know, in a year from now? It's it's hard to say, but we are anticipating that to, to, to relax in, in the future. Now, because Health Canada is that governing body, like their, their main two objectives uh, off the bat are... Ensuring safety and quali- good quality products, and more specifically, safety from youth. So, you know, these these objectives were reiterated numerous times through the public consultation when they when they did the draft period for these regulations. So, it is Health Canada's main fo- focus and main objective. So, I think eventually we will see that relaxation. I think it's going to come with time. With Uh, Health Canada, obviously being strict on these license holders to make sure they're doing their due diligence and following through, but also with society who's kind of still associating that negative connotation or stigma with the cannabis industry. I think once they start realizing that we are, or our industry for that matter, is taking the right actions and the right protocols to ensure safety and good quality products, I think that will come with time. Um, now onto the second part of his question: uh, How are they differentiating? So I, I I did provide a summary infographic.
0: We're gonna um, we're gonna put it up right now.
1: Perfect. Um, so that's gonna summarize all of the general requirements needed for packaging and labeling in in the cannabis industry uh, for for the cannabis regulations. It's lengthy. It's a lengthy you know there's a lot of points there's a lot of things that need to be on that packaging um so for instance like i've summarized you know you need good font size specific font size for that matter type size um the cannabis the cannabis standardized symbols the thc symbol has to be a specific size in comparison to the brand element so that in this case i put as business of cannabis logo (laughs) <laughs> Your product's coming out soon, right? I, that, that
0: would be great.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that that brand element or that logo, which is the the license holder's logo, needs to make sure that it's not overpowering that THC symbol. Um, so, so it is it is going to be a bulky package because it's going to be very informative. You you need to make sure that certain things or those items need to be on your package or label so that is that is going to be part of the frustration and i understand that now there are companies who are differentiating themselves and and really standing out but being able to maintain the regulations or operate within the regulations and we're seeing some creative things such as you know packaging color for that and for that matter you're seeing um things that are still within red tape so they're, they're contrasting the yellow from the health warning statement. Uh, they're making sure that there's no fluorescent packaging or, or metallics being used, but there's still creative colors coming through our, our market. Um, besides that, we're seeing, you know, like the green organic Dutchman's or tea gods vape, like such a cool idea coming up with like the wood accent on the vape. Uh, for edibles, we're seeing a shift from your typical drop size. We initially saw, you know, the release of 2.0, and now we're getting, you know, different colors and shapes. You know, for instance, Aurora's mints have taken on the cool A A shape, uh, obviously for Aurora, um, but are, are doing so and still meeting the guidelines. And and besides that, I think having a strong brand element so strong logo right out the gate i think will also help but ultimately i think it comes down to having just a strong product you you need to have you know good cultivars strains uh produce products that are intriguing to consumers you want the product or the package to be eye-catching uh but at the end of the day you want brand loyalty Right. More more than anything, you want those consumers to come back more than once. So I, I think there are creative ways to do it within the red tape and, and being able to do it on such a public platform because they're in the legal framework as opposed to the illicit. I think a lot of license holders are are going to be able to stand out by having you know, a consistent, safe product and, and ultimately succeeding
0: and you've already designed our pre-roll packaging i think so yeah. we're, we're ready to, we're ready to go and it, it is interesting cuz as well as more and more people sort of shop online as we've seen over the past couple of months sort of through covid you know how how it appears on shelf or the equivalent on shelf is is different than it does in store right so it actually changes the things dynamically or or, or quite a lot And as new products come out, I mean, there's going to be, you know, I think at the beginning of legalization, there was like basically one type of packaging. It was all a sort of a plastic tin, uh, plastic uh, container that all those sizes have sort of been augmented and changed. Uh, Now those 2.0 products, the vape pens, um, all those things actually do, they're different shapes and in different colors uh, and do stand out on shelf a lot better than they did before. But again, we still see, have these questions about, Will it ever change? And, and I guess one of the questions I have is, because uh, we were out in BC, we are at um, Village Bloomery, uh, which was a legacy um, uh, dispensary, now a legal retail shop. And they were saying, especially with the edibles, that there is so much packaging. So sort of the quantity of packaging, not so much what's on it, but the quantity of packaging is, is uh, sort of driving people back to the, to, the, to the illicit market because they don't want the packaging right? It's sort of this environmental footprint. So it's like, there's all these, um, we, we have the policy goals within the cannabis framework. We also have these environmental goals within people's sort of hearts and minds, but also the government's uh, hearts and minds and, and sort of different policy goals. So it's uh, on the environmental front. So it is, it is this balancing act. And we talked last week with Sherry too, that is this balancing act between policy and um, safety and health and, and all these things. But I think your point that this will, over time, work itself out um is is a hopeful message i think
1: yeah i, I think you're right in touching the environmental aspect i think uh, of things i think eventually health canada will make that uh, you know good compromise making sure that they're they're ensuring the safety of for consumers uh, as well as making sure that it does meet our environmental standards
0: yeah it's interesting because this is not i don't think what it was ever ever intended but and i won't name brands but um uh, a a few brands have put glass containers out there right so really high-end containers which must be extraordinarily expensive And, and now that you and now there's more formats that are like you know just tons of you know like a huge amount of weed you buy at once you know 28 grams um like you could actually it's like buying a gigantic cereal box and then putting it in like a smaller like nice thing that you put on your shelf. Like you could actually create the refill version of of uh, legal cannabis as well if you were so inclined.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, no, for sure. There's uh, yeah. There's definitely things that need to be adapted over time. That's yeah. for sure. But uh, we're only two years, and you know, one year soon to be with our two point product. So I think I think there will be an evolution of of these packaging and labeling.
0: Yeah. Sort of. Well, I know a lot of people are asking about it, which is great. And thank you, Max Kirsch, for the question. Thank you, Vanessa, for the answer. And thank you, Candelta, Delta, for always for your expertise and being our partner of Business of Cannabis and joining us every Monday to answer these questions. So thank you very much. And we'll connect with you guys next week. Thank you. And everybody else, if you have questions, please put them into social media. Send them to us on email. We'll get them answered by the Can Delta team every Monday. Thanks, everybody.